everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is a repeat because this Friday was a repeat and it was super sad. So we picked another one that's also sad because there's murder, but it's crazy. It is a crazy story. I can't believe we have not done it yet. How many times have you seen it? Twice. It's on my list of ones to do three Mm -hmm. different times. Like people have suggested it and I've just like had it down to do and then just never done it for some reason. Why? I don't know. It's like right up our alley. I forgot how crazy it was. I knew about some parts of it being crazy, but I forgot about the whole second act of craziness. There's like two acts. There's like three acts. Yeah. There's technically three acts. Yeah. Yeah. And the first act is crazy enough, but wait till you get to two and three. So wait for it. Wait for it. And wait till we get to outside information. Oh, boy. Okay, let's just jump right in. Let's go. This is called The Bathtub Mystery. It is season 19, episode 61, May 6th, 2011. It's a dentist. And before we get started, I want, I know, it's a good dentist. Laura on Twitter posted a meme of Steve Holt, but it said Lester Holt. And I don't know why we've never made that connection. And it makes me like Lester 5,000 times more, as if I didn't already like him. But now I want him to be like, Lester Holt. He's doing that in my heart. Does that? Yeah, well, now he is for me. Laura, thank you. Thanks, true hero. Laura. I never put two and two together. I'm an idiot. It's very strong. We are in Ida, Iowa. Maybe <laughs> Ida. No, Ohio. Nope, Ohio. Okay. 20, but Cincinnati. at one point we are in I. Iowa. Do you know I have to like say it in my head? I have to like spell it out in my head. Iowa. I think we are in later. Someone's from Iowa. Someone is from Iowa later. You are correct. Okay, but now I we're see, in Ohio. I see how you could get the short names. Conf- I get it. Thank you. 2008. Dennis said, sometimes the shades are drawn early in a marriage, even for happy ones like newlyweds Sarah and Ryan Widmer. I don't know what that means. Does it mean they're private? Does it mean like they have secrets? The shade of it all. No, because no, okay. this would be before Dennis knew that phrase. You don't know what Dennis knows. I feel like he just learned that phrase last year. Dennis is in the New York ballroom voguing scene since he was a wee babe out there doing his thing. <laughs> Studio 54? If only. Can you imagine Dennis's Studio 54? There's a visual for you folks. With hair. Mm-hmm. Longer hair. Yeah. And a shirt unbuttoned to almost the navel. Oh, my God. Dennis. Was Dennis, was it Disco Dennis? Was he Disco Dennis? Is that? I don't know. We're going to have to find Okay, we need to find, when we interview him, when, that's yeah. a question. I'm yeah. writing it down. <laughs> so the shades drawn early in a marriage. Never heard it. I feel like it means they have secrets. I feel like it's a Dennisism. I don't know. Yeah, there's lots of things. Ryan was a sports planner. I also don't know what that means. He plans sports. <laughs> that means nothing to me. He was watching the Bengals and Green Bay on TV. So far, I'm zero for three already in this episode of things I understand. Is this burning an eternal flame? Isn't that who sings? The Bengals. That's the Bengals. Did it. Sarah was a dental hygienist. She had a terrible headache, so she went to go take a bath upstairs. They had only been married for 114 days. They vowed till death do us part, 
And Dennis says that moment was only minutes away. Oh, God. They met on a blind date. Dennis said, what happens over... Oh, no. I don't know if I'm going to be able to say it. You can't. You can do it. I, I have faith. This is like trying not to laugh in Temple. Okay. Um, Dennis says, what happened over drinks and nibbles? Nope. Nibbles. He said nibbles. Why are you trying to say it? Why don't you just move past it? <laughs> What happened over drinks and nibbles? Of course he did. He's Disco Dennis. Of course he said nibble. What is a nibble? Is that like what a... I feel like that's like puppy kibble. I think I'm thinking of kibble. Nibbles. When he says nibbles, I get it right away. It's goldfish crackers and cheese in the shape of a cube. Anyways, it was chemistry. Whatever it was. Sarah was feisty. Ryan was super laid back. Ryan goes upstairs that night to find her. What he thinks is unconscious, maybe asleep, in the bathtub, face down. Remember that. The EMTs can't save her. They work on her for a long time. They can't save her. She's so young. She was in her 20s. And there's something bothering them about the scene. Then Dennis is now talking to us about this might be a winning season for the Bengals, and I'm pretending to know what he's talking about. The detective, though, on the case has the reason that's important. He has to leave, stop watching the beloved Bengals because everyone, I guess, in Cincinnati watches the Bengals. And he had to walk like an Egyptian to the crime scene? To go to the crime scene. (laughs) So the first responder says, he says, what happened here? And the first responder said, well, when I got here, I started doing CPR on a completely dry body. Her hair was damp. Her body was dry. Or as Dennis will proceed to call it, damp head, dry body for the rest of the episode, which reminded me of the Taylor Swift song, No Body, No Crime, except it's damp head, dry body. He says that so many times. Damp, I thought Sometimes he says damp hair, dry body, I think. No. Or he, no, he always says damp head, dry damp body. Damp head, dry body. Yeah. It could be the title. Yeah. It's oh, a yeah. very clear in the running for alternative title for the episode. Absolutely. So on the 911 call, they had told Ryan to get her out of the tub and put her on the floor. And he says he moved her to the bedroom where there's carpet. The detectives go to the bathroom, the the main detective. He assumed there would be a wet floor, a wet towel on the ground, a bath mat. It should all be wet because Ryan pulled her out of the tub. Nothing's wet. The only thing that's wet is the bottom of the drain. And even that's only a tiny bit wet. There's like droplets, he said, at the bottom of the drain. Towel on the floor is dry. Bath mat is dry. How is this possible? This is why it's called bathtub mystery. Was bath mat kicked over? Uh, It looked so, but there was also a stack of magazines on the floor that were totally dry. And magazines get really wet and they stay damp. And then they crinkle, you know? The paper like crinkles when it dries. I'm just going to give two theories really early for you to think about. Was the heater on in the bathroom? We didn't ever find that out. Right. Because that makes a huge difference if that heat lamp is on. And then, oh, I forgot my other thing. Darn it. Well, we find out much, much later that it took the EMTs two and a half minutes to get to the scene. So it was a total of six minutes from the time she was out of the tub to when the EMTs were in the house. Because he took her out, it was about two and a half minutes between taking her, like finding her, whatever, calling 911, and then from that time to the time the EMT came. So they were 
they were guessing six minutes. No, they instructed her on 911 to take her out of the tub. And he said, okay, I'm doing it right now. There we go. So he was on the call with 911. I think it's two and a half minutes. I'm sorry, was EMT literally like four houses down? That I can't know, be it's right. So fast. But they say it several times, and that's what the that's what the juror said too. And then Ryan says it later too. He says it took them three minutes. Under three minutes, he says. So why is six minutes the number then? They repeat six minutes multiple times as well. I never heard six minutes. Maybe I missed it. Okay. To Go me, ahead. I don't know. There's so many factors of how things dry, though. It does, like, if there's humidity in the air, you're never getting dry. It's also, the tub is the least concerning because the tub could be, you know, the tubs with those kinds of sealants, some uh, hotels have them and it like beads up almost. It's like once that water goes down the drain, it's like there'd be a bead here and a bead there and it's gone. There's no water in the tub. It's a sealant on the tub. Mm -hmm. Did the tub have that sealant? I doubt it. It was a very modest house, they said. The magazines and the carpet under the body. The carpet under the body is dry. Yeah, that's concerning. How is that even possible? Under the body. That's just, okay. So everyone is wondering what happened to Sarah. They thought it must be some underlying health issue. She would fall asleep in the middle of a crowded room. She would fall asleep at the dinner table. Everyone joked about it like it was funny. I would be like, this girl has a serious medical condition. She needs to see a doctor. I don't feel like that's healthy. Falling asleep at the dinner table at 23 years old. But they like made jokes about that. But did she actually ever fall asleep while she was eating? I don't know. They said she would fall asleep in a, well, they, it was Christmas and everyone's opening presents, 18 people in the room and she was asleep on the couch and there were 18 people in the room. Anemic? I just think some sort of narcolepsy. Could be. So the medical examiner finds she had no stroke. She had no heart attack, but there are bruises on her head and her neck. So damp head, bruised body. The detective is still telling us if you're pulling a body out of a bathtub, the body has to be wet. And they say this so many times. And I was like, yes, we understand the quandary. We are just as confused as you are, sir. We need you to explain it to us, please. Yeah. Because Dennis will be like, question, is it possible for this to be dry? And he pull. I'm like, you've asked us this so many times. We understand, but we don't know the answer. And it's making us more frustrated, Dennis. So the detective thinks that it's a homicide. Two days after her death, they arrest Ryan. Two days only. Ooh. Dennis says, but what's the motive on a Monday night? That's also oh. a good title. Monday night motive. Monday night motive. I'm writing that down. He had no girlfriend that they know of, no money trouble, no anger problems. No one believes he did it. Even her friends and family don't believe he did it. No life insurance policy. Right. Her friends and family totally support him. On this popular talk radio show, everyone is talking about the murder case. They talk about it every day. The radio host used to be a lawyer, Bill Cunningham. And he's like, how could this guy, a long-suffering Bengals fan, turn into a murderer? Not my bangles. They're the best band on earth. I'm going to keep going with it. I just, it's too late now. I can't. I understand. Yeah. So suddenly Sarah's family is now against him, which was very fast because they were totally on board with him. They turned this early? Yeah. They turned really early, like after the funeral. So Ooh. it's very strange. 
But Sarah's best friend, Dana, who was a nurse with the choppy haircut, it still stands behind Ryan. Also, love Dana, love her husband, who is never allowed to speak, except one time when they cut to him and they expect him to speak, and he is total deer in headlights. Like, literally, she cuts him off every time he tries to say something, and he doesn't seem to mind, but then they finally pan to him, and he just looks at the camera and just... I mean, it was very disturbing. (laughs) He didn't know what to say. They're really great. The Cursed. Is that their name? Cursed? Cursed. Kisses. 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 So had a hard time with it. Yeah. So the trial starts. The 911 dispatcher thought Ryan was unusually calm and giving a lot of extra details. He mentions several times that he was downstairs. He says, like... I was just downstairs. I don't know. I was downstairs watching TV and then I came upstairs. Like they think it's suspicious. Like he's trying to place himself away from the scene. I don't know about that. No, it's not suspicious. But he is giving like more detail than we usually see on a 911 call. He's also very clearly not a talker. Do you know how when sometimes people who aren't usually the excitable person get mm-hmm. excitable? Mm-hmm. It, that's what it seemed like to me. I'm like, oh, he's not a big talker. So he's like, he's thinking that he's helping them. Right. Like by right. giving them this information, like, look, I didn't see what happened. So I can't tell you what I, I don't know. I don't know what happened here. Mm-hmm. I was here. He's like trying to impress upon them that he did not see her. F- she didn't slip and fall in the tub and he watched her do it. Like, he's like, I don't know what happened. It did not sound to me on the first, second, fifth, sixth listen that he was not in the room it seemed like he was trying to explain that he had no idea right but he does offer a suggestion several times which is that he thinks she fell asleep in the tub and that she falls asleep all the time so i guess i could see myself doing that which is why i'm kind of like i don't know when she fall asleep i don't because you're thinking in your head and you're on the phone and so you're just talking but then why is he so keen to say i wasn't there i didn't see it i don't know what happened on one hand, but also he's saying he thinks he does know what happened. But I, who knows what state you're in? You're in such shock. It's hard it, to tell. It didn't read like that to me. The 911 call is like one of the only things that didn't sound that suspicious to me. A lot of the other stuff, yes. But this was the kind of thing that I was yeah. like. I think it goes either way. It's kind of what you're listening for, maybe. That's how I felt. I'm like, if you want him to be guilty, oh, you'll hear it in the 911 call. If you want him to be innocent, you won't. Try to listen to it without any bias. Yeah. The prosecution doesn't understand how she fell asleep and she's face down with her face near the drain. Now, I immediately thought she was floating on her stomach face down, but I was totally wrong. They say bent in two. So she's like bent at the waist, like doing a presidential fitness challenge toe touch with her head down. What? Bent in two at the waist. Over the side of the tub? No, in the tub. Head down towards the drain, bent at the waist. What? So she's sitting up. She was sitting Sitting up, up. fell over like someone in the movies when they fall asleep in their mashed potatoes. And she just fell down. Okay, got it. That seems odd. I In the movies, when someone falls asleep in a bathtub, they slip, slowly slip, slide on their back, like down underneath the water. Are you thinking of the Britney Spears every time video? 
No, I'm thinking of... Because that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Michelle Pfeiffer movie, uh, What Lies Beneath. But I th- oh, believe too. she's been drugged. So oh. I don't want to give anything away. The first officers, the police officers and the EMTs at the scene all say that her body was dry. The floor was dry. Her hair was damp. Damp head, dry body. And the carpet in the bedroom where he put her body was dry. She still don't understand. That's the one. That's weird. There's no towels. Also, there's blood stains, and I didn't know that blood accompanies drownings, but apparently it does. So that I learned something. Where were the blood stains? On the carpet. That wouldn't come from CPR. They the EMTs worked on her for forty five minutes. No, they Dennis says blood and fluids that accompany a drowning. Oh God. Yeah, I didn't know. That's awful sounding. I know. An expert witness says you can't fall asleep in the bathtub without the influence of drugs or alcohol. She says, first, the water hits your face to wake you up. If that doesn't happen, you start choking on water and that reflex wakes you up. And if that doesn't happen, your blood oxygen levels go so low that that wakes you up. She sounds like she knows what she's talking about, but there's a part of her hair that needed to be combed. And so I was like, I don't know if I trust you because at this point I have nothing. I don't know what to think. And so I'm just judging people based on hairstyles. That's where it's come to already. That's not great. No, it's not a good. No, this is why I'm not on a jury. Yeah. The coroner didn't find any heart problems or brain problems, and she got regular physicals. But why is her doctor not addressing that she falls asleep all the time? I don't I need to talk to that doctor. My doctor would be so alarmed if I said this stuff about the sleeping all the time. Yeah. So here's a question, though. She got the regular physicals. Did she take her vitamins? Really good question, and I think everyone should learn a lesson here. Take your vitamins. Take your vitamins. They are great for energy and normal sleeping patterns. Care of is a great place to get them. They have vitamins and supplements. Care of means high quality meets personalization. You get them delivered to your house every month with your little name on it. It's so amazing. First, you take an in-depth online quiz about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help you address your specific wellness goals. It's super easy. It is in-depth, but it really just takes a few minutes. It's not that bad. And it's fun to like analyze what's going on in your life. Your recommendations are high quality products that come in daily individual wrapped packs, perfect for getting into a new routine. You have to make them part of your daily habit. So put the little dispenser, if it comes with a cute little dispenser, put it where you'll see it every day. So you'll take it at the same time every day. And you can adjust your pack at any time. So recently I developed some TMI stomach problems. Join our Patreon if you want to know more about that. And I recently learned that daily probiotics have really helped me. So I went online and I added a probiotic. And so now I get, it was so easy and I'm super minimal effort. So when I say it was easy, I mean that it was even easy enough for me. That's and that's easy. a lot. Yeah. It's springtime. I'm really trying to develop new healthy mindset and lifestyle. Stop hibernating in the cold California 60 degree weather. Get outside more and develop healthy daily routines. Because bettering yourself isn't just for January anymore. Instead of new year, new me, it's new April, new me. Spring forward with purpose and care of. Love it. Put it, put some spring in your step. There you go. 
For 50% off your first care of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code DATEDATELINE50. That's 50% off your first care of order by going to TakeCareOf.com and entering code DATEDATELINE50. Take care of yourself. This spring. (laughs) Spring, Spring into action. Yeah, with care of. Yeah. I love it. Did you say spring into action? I didn't. I said spring forward. And then you said spring to action. So you just thought of two, which is one more than me. Winning. It's because I'm taking my care of vitamins and they're good for your brain health as well. Check them out, guys. They're a great company. Amazing products. Thank you, care of. Thank you, care of. So at this point, another expert takes the stand and thinks that the bruising on her neck. I'm sorry. The defense says the defense's expert takes the stand and says the bruising on her neck and head were definitely not from CPR. Like she had been strangled. There are strange prints on the tub, like she was bracing with her fingers on the side of it. And the bruising from her neck would be like if someone was pushing her head, her neck over the side of the tub and her head into the tub to drown her. And they have the actual entire bathtub in the courtroom, which is I always wonder, like, logistically how they get it in there. Tubs are really heavy. Sarah's mom and Sarah's mom takes the stand, said Sarah and Ryan would fight about money and that if they were out shopping, Sarah would have to call him if she wanted anything. She was nervous that he would be mad. And sometimes if she bought something, he would call her right away and say, did you just buy this? Did you really need that? Do credit cards go through that fast? Like to show up on your statement that fast? Pending transaction? I mean, the only thing I can think is that if she's buying something on a joint account, maybe he has alerts set up on his phone whenever a transaction is made. Did that seem like him? I don't know. Don't know either. No one really knows what people are like inside their house. So even though everyone thinks they had a great marriage. But if you were out with your mother-in-law, would you do that? Or would you wait till the person got home and be like, hey, why did you spend $16 at the country's best yogurt? What did you, what, how big of a Sunday did you need? And I would say it was eight and a half ounces times four. I got all the toppings. I said, I'll have all. Thank you. From here to here. The Reese's peanut butter cups weigh a lot. They're very dense. This row and then the row before it and then skip the coconut and then the five on the end. Thank you. Oh, when I said earlier that the defense attorney said the bruises weren't from CPR, the prosecution said they weren't from CPR. My mistake. The defense attorney thinks she fell asleep and they put on Sarah's boss on the stand who said that she would sleep every lunch break, like every single lunch break. She would go to her car and take a nap. It's very strange. Low blood sugar, diabetes. I'm sorry. I'm not. I I keep trying to diagnose her. I don't know anything about medicine. But the dentist also has very suspicious hair. Like I wouldn't want him to be my dentist. Did you notice the sideburns? They were almost mutton chops and an extreme side part. I had a dentist for a while with extreme hair and he was very good. They got to liven it up. You got to give him a break. I don't know why you're coming at him. He's a dentist. Isn't that, that's, they get depressed. Dentists no longer have the highest suicide rate of any profession. They used to get depressed. So I'm just saying he's got to keep it. Lively, funky. Take me to Disco Town Dentist. Yeah, spring in his step. Disco Dentist. Disco, Disco dentist. dentist. Oh my God. Write it down. I am. 
So the dentist said that Sarah had a sore throat and a headache that day, and her friend said that her neck was hurting really badly. And her friend also said that she had fallen asleep in the bathtub before. So maybe she had an undiagnosed sleep disorder. No doy. It could just be one of those things where people just like, it's kind of like you don't think about it enough to put it together that it might be serious. All these people are like ships passing in the night. I don't know why the best friend didn't think it was odd, though. The best friend is a nurse and joked that she had narcolepsy and said you should go to a doctor. But Sarah just said, no, I'm tired all the time. So the best friend tried to help, but yeah, Sarah didn't go to the doctor about it. A doctor with even more questionable hair, kind of like an owl. Like the sides were gray and like tuft, you know, like the layers of an owl's feathers. Yeah. And then the top part was a different color. He says there are over 300,000 sudden deaths every year in this country and one to two percent are in young people and their autopsies might not show what the cause was. So now I'm terrified. That was my next question. How scared are you? I was already scared. <laughs> And now I'm even more scared because I didn't realize the numbers were so high. But I've always been scared of that. So what about damp hair, no body? Dennis asks because he loves bringing up damp hair, no body or damp head, no body, whatever. Yeah. The defense says damp hair, dry body. The, the body is here. You can't say no body. It's damp hair, dry body. I'm combining no body, no crime. You're correcting. No woman, no cry. Damp body. <laughs> new phone, who dis? Damp head, dry body. New head, who dis? New head, who dis? Yeah, all of yeah. them together. It's a disaster. Damp head, who dis? And so the, that's Dennis's next episode. She's passed. I'm so sorry. New head, who dis was so funny, though, with Dennis when he lifted up that mannequin's head. I will never forget it for my entire life. So, which might only be another day. So the defense <laughs> says hair simply stays wet longer. That is true. I think that's common knowledge. It, yeah. That we all know that. If Ryan drowned her, there should be water splashed everywhere. But there wasn't. So that would mean that he cleaned it up. So that would mean that there's a wet towel somewhere. And they looked everywhere for a wet towel, including in the dryer and they don't find a wet towel, show me the wet towel. If the towel's not wet, then you must acquit. Acquit. <laughs> okay. Question. Yeah. Here's the, yeah, here's the problem. If she's upright in the tub doing the toe touch, like what you were talking about. Presidential fitness challenge. Yeah. That, that's it. Her hair is not in the water. It was a disaster. Probably. I failed. I think I blocked it. I, I blocked a lot of stuff so that I guarantee you that's in there. There was some sort of scoliosis test that I have a vague memory of. I blocked that too. I remember that. Horrified. So here we go. If she... If her head was face down in the water, you're saying her hair wouldn't be damp. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying her hair would not be wet. If she's sitting in a tub with her with slumped forward, her hair is not wet. Well, because we don't know if her hair was pulled back or not. Well, we don't know how long she was sitting up. He's watching a game. Was she up there for an hour and a half? Well, they thought she was up there for 20 to 30 minutes in the bathtub, but we don't know. And so that's one of the other questions about how pruny her hands were. They weren't pruny. So they think she wasn't in the bathtub for that long. But we don't know if she was puttering around first and then got into the tub. You know, I would assume that the 20 to 30 minutes is from when Ryan saw her go upstairs, maybe heard the water running, in which case she probably would get in right away because she doesn't want it to cool down. 
I don't know those details. We don't know. But so the def- prosecution is like, we don't even know if she was in the bathtub at all at this point. But maybe it was in the bathtub and he cleaned it up. They don't totally know what happened either. So the defense doesn't really know how she died. And the prosecution really doesn't know how she died either. So it's great. But I think the wet towel is very important. You're right. There, because there would have to be something that cleaned up water. I mean, when I take a shower, not a bath, a shower, yeah. and I step out and there's a puddle of water on the floor, it stays wet in there for a while. Do you not own a bath mat? Yeah, but like if I'm not standing directly on it or if I get off of it, okay. it still drips. I mean, the only thing I can think three or six minutes later, it would still be there. This is the only thing I can think is that there's very little water in the tub when he finds her. Then how is she drowning in it? That she had drowned and the water had drained. I can't think of any other. What else happened? But he doesn't say that. He would say that there was like no water in the tub, but she's dead. She must have drained it and then drowned while it was draining. That does she he would say that. This is so confusing. It's so confusing. It it this one is worse than the owl. <laughs> it boggles the mind. Well, the owl, we know what happened. Wait till we get to there's something about that here. Hang on. So Ryan had no scratches on him, like she wasn't trying to fight him off, and her French manicure had no nail damage, like she wasn't trying to fight him off. Right. The defense says the bruising were from the EMTs working on her for so long. And the doctor with the owl hair agrees. Yeah. So that's okay. So then you go. 45 minutes is a really long time to be working on someone. That is an extraordinarily long time. Yeah. However, the prosecutor said that she was showing signs of rigor mortis by the time the EMTs got there. Because he had spent so much time cleaning up and not calling 911 right away. But the way he says that she was showing signs of rigor, rigor mor- Morris was. Mortis. Sorry, I just pulled Melissa Edwards. Hi to all my drag race fans out there. Rigor Morris, girl. I would say he said that they, they were having a hard time giving her a trach. Was it a trach that he said that they were trying? Well, no, I thought it was just opening it up to do the squeezy thing. Opening the airway? Yeah. First of all, what part of the area are they messing with? Neck. The neck. Over and over and over again because they're having a hard time. He, I'm pretty sure he said trach. However, yeah, there are no bruises on her chest where they are pounding repeatedly, where they can break people's ribs doing CPR. So why would there be bruising on her neck and not on her chest? That is a really good point. Do parts of your body bruise more easily than others that are so close in proximity to each other? Really good question. But what I'm try- I guess what I'm trying to say is he said that they were having a hard time doing it because they were putting her head back and it was tilting forward. And I'm like, well, that's the opposite of, of rigor, rigor mortis. mortis. Yeah, he didn't explain it right. Rigor mortis is where the like the muscle sees up. And so it would be firm and difficult to move her because she would be frozen in time like a statue. Yeah, it was weird the way he described it. What? He described it the opposite. Yeah. And I was like, well, explain yourself, sir. He also kind of looked like Harry Potter. So are we supposed to believe him or the doctor that looks like his owl? I don't know. The, the owl. Okay, the owl. Just because so, of the owl. Just because it's an owl, they're smart. So the jury is out all day. 
The radio host said that the callers were 92-10 in favor of him being innocent. Everyone in the town is rooting for him, basically. The jurors asked for the tub to be brought to them on the second day. After 23 hours, they find a verdict as a storm breaks out outside with biblical fury. They find him guilty of non-premeditated murder. And not guilty of... Not guilty of premeditated Premeditated. Yeah. So Ryan is shaking. He's crying. He kisses his wedding ring. And they asked him to speak. He says he's crying. And he says, I love Sarah. He's so flustered. I don't think you should have someone speak at that moment. You've just gotten this verdict. And you're shaking and having severe anxiety and issues at that moment. I think bring him in the back. Give him some feels. Let him calm down for a second. Then allow them to address the court. There you go. I think that's an excellent idea. In fact, give everyone in the court some. Great. Even better. Because feels is a better way to feel better. Feels premium CBD will help keep your head clear and help you feel your best. Mm. I know. CBD has been proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. But navigating the world of CBD can be complicated. So it feels they look to make the process as simple as possible so you can start feeling better sooner. And there's no hangover or addiction. So as we all know, I have some trouble sleeping occasionally or all the time. And I have noticed that if I take feels at night, it definitely helps my sleepless, restlessness, restless nature before I'm going to sleep. It helps calm me down so that I can get a good night's sleep and thus feel better the next day. Get it? Feel better? Feel better. Just place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. In fact, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so that you can find your perfect dose. It didn't take me long. I got a flight of all different strengths, and it was pretty easy to suss out which one worked best for me. But you can always use the CBD hotline to get some professional help from Feels. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD. Joining the Feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. So start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash date dateline and you'll get 50% off whoop, your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash date dateline to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash date Dateline. Feels good. Mm. Feels good. Thank you so much, Feels. Thank you, Feels. Feeling great. Feeling good about that decision. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, Ryan is not feeling good at this moment in our episode. He has been given 15 years to life. Good God. The community is stunned. Wait, stop. We have to do a check-in. This is the end of the first trial. What are you thinking at this point? I need to know. At this point, I'm thinking he is innocent. I've gone back and forth several times. At this point, I am on innocent. Same. Okay. The community is stunned. They hold vigils with candles and shirts that say Free Ryan, which is very nice. I was kind of like, where are the vigils for Sarah? Maybe she wasn't a Bengals fan, so they don't care as much. No, I'm sure they cared. It's just candlelight vigils. Did she not get one? Anyways. Because she didn't love the eternal flame? I'm sorry, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. it. 
name another Bangles song because I got two. And that's I it. only that's have the, those two. That's all. Literally as far as it goes. Okay. The radio host, Bill Cunningham, is shocked. He thinks it was a flimsy case. Remember, he used to be a lawyer. He is Team Ryan all the way. Katie's making a face. I couldn't read him. I could not get a solid read off of Bill Cunningham. Yeah. And there's one way that he describes himself that is a real turnoff to me. Yeah. So I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I don't. The hang em high. He's a hang em high conservative is what he calls himself. Oh, I did not hear that part. Oh, you didn't hear that one? It was real cute. So um, he said he was a hang em high conservative, which, look, I've got plenty of conservative friends, plenty on the other side as well. But hang em high was the term that I struggled with a little bit. It's a lot. I do not appreciate that. No, it doesn't sound that great. No, it does not. Bill and I had issues. Now I have feelings about Bill. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you. I feel bad. (laughs) So there's this guy who had never met Ryan who starts a free Ryan webpage. This is the start of people who know nothing about Ryan personally taking extreme, extreme stances on the case and will die for his innocence, basically, because they believe in him so strongly, even though they don't know him. This happens all the time, right? It happens all the time in innocent cases, but also people in any high profile case get people on both sides that believe really strongly and they become like celebrities. And what they do with that notoriety is different in case by case basis. So the prosecution has gotten their verdict, but they are still wanting to gossip a little and spill the tea. They want everyone to know we're not the villains here. Like we're the heroes. We got the bad guy. You're treating us like we're the bad guys. So they want everyone to know there's stuff that the jury didn't get to hear, but it really makes him sound bad. The weekend before Sarah's death, Ryan had gone to a website called Adult Friend Finder, a website for swingers. Also, he had a lot of porn. And I was like, okay, maybe so what? That's his private life. On the other hand, they've only been married for 144 days. Oh, he's also 24 years old. Sorry. So probably no one can satiate him. So he needs the external. I think it's the porn is no big whoop. The porn to me was no big deal. It was the swingers website. The adult friend finders, the immediate thing that I thought was because they followed it up with he had all these porn sites. I'm like, oh, well, it's one of the stupid pop-up ads. Right. And he hit it and it and it did something. So his mom says they were just pop-ups. And Dennis is nodding his head like, yes, I own a computer. I know what pop-ups are. And I almost believed him. But here's the thing is I think what happens is a lot of those, what I would assume is that they come up as something else. It's like, hi, You think it's going to be another porn site and and then it turns into, oh, I can actually meet. It turns into a different site when you get there. So I'm just saying I would not be surprised if that thing was under five different names. Right. They said he had never followed through on meeting up with someone, but that he had been looking on the site at least. Okay. So we don't know what that means. Was he on the site for more than an hour? Right. I mean, I would assume so because his wife was out of town and that it happened when his wife was out of town. Did he ever message anyone? Right. We don't know those details. Did he sign up for a service? I have an idea given what happens later on. I don't think he signed up for a service. I think we would know. I think they would be able to know. Yeah. It would be a much bigger deal. He was just browsing at that time. 
I think that he's just bored. What are you doing when you're looking at porn? You're like doing the thing and then you're like, got time to kill. Oh, there's a pop-up and you look at thing and you're like, oh, let's check them out. Oh, my wife's hotter than them. You have, we have no idea what he was doing. It's true. Just browsing the web. Also, if you got stuck on one of those sites, would you look around and see what was going on? No. Who's that? But I, I guess I could see someone doing it. I could see someone doing it, even if I wouldn't. Because I'm so scared of viruses, I wouldn't do it. Oh, my God. Who's your therapist? Can I have his email or her email right now? I'm really worried about this. Your fears have increased tenfold in the last year. The pandemic has not treated you well. That's hilarious. Okay, I will bring it up. The defense attorney feels horrible. He feels very close to Ryan. Can't remember if he said like a son, but he feels a friendship towards Ryan. I love that defense attorney, that first defense attorney. He's so earnest. I would have believed him. Yeah. I would have fully believed him. He seemed very sincere. And he had that one eyebrow. Yeah, I liked him. Not like smarmy at all. Not at all. Yeah. So the lawyer decides to file an appeal, but those can take years and years to go. The next day after filing the appeal, he gets a fax from a juror because it's 2008. That's uh, 2011 by this point. So they're still faxing. Okay. It's a letter that says there had been forbidden monkey business in the jury room over damp head, dry body. Several female jurors had gone home and bathed and seen how long it took them to dry. And one of them's name was Kimberly because she absolutely would do that even if she was instructed not to. I mean, no, if I was instructed not to, I wouldn't. I feel like I wouldn't. I would feel like they would know just from looking at me. I would think about it. I would think about it, but I would keep it to myself. They are told don't consider anything you don't hear in the courtroom. I don't know if that would register to me like don't try this at home. Unless I was specifically told, don't try this at home. I would be like, well, I'm not considering anything. It's just something I that's in my brain. But I guess that is considering something. But anyways, you're not supposed to. It's jury misconduct. The judge reviews the statements from the jurors. And one of them specifically says that the times to air dry herself influenced her decision. So that's a big no-no. So the judge gives Ryan a new trial. This is crazy because usually an appeal would take like years and never go through. He gets a new trial in four months. His mom raises $400,000 to get him out on bail. And Ryan goes to live with her. At first, he wanted to live with her because he didn't want to go with the house. But now he's lost the house. He's lost his job. So he has to live with his mom. Oh, God. P.S. The street that they lived on, him and Sarah, Crescent Owl Court. Is it possible that it was Hooter, Kathleen Peterson's owl. There were bruises on her scalp, not abrasions. I really don't want to give up my best title, but I kind of need to right now because we're not looking so much for an owl, but for a wet towel. <laughs> I like it. I'm still going to use it. But you didn't, I laughed. You didn't seem to like, if the towel's not wet, you must acquit. I'm sorry. It is good. No, you don't think it's good. It's fine. It is good. It's, fine. it's better. It's better than owl to towel. No, it's I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I got a very tepid reaction to it. I'm so sorry. Adam, can you insert a laugh track there? <laughs> just children, children's children scream laughing. I want full laughter for Kimberly. That's not right. I'm sorry. I want a standing ovation. So <laughs> the second trial, Ryan has a new defense team. I was kind of sad about that. Because that defense attorney thought of you like a son. 
or at least a close friend. What happened there? I would like to talk to him now, actually. I don't know. I mean, I get it. You're convicted of murder. I get it. You would probably want to choose someone else. I get it. No, that guy seemed great. Go with him. But he lost. And this is your life on the line, though. You don't have time for hurt feelings. That guy had the right idea. I'm just telling you, give that guy more time. Yeah, maybe. So prosecution said that she was dry. The towels, the rug, the magazines were all dry. The defense brings the jury on a field trip to the bathroom to see how small it was, which proves that if there was a violent struggle in there, there would be more evidence of a struggle to which the prosecution says he had plenty of time to reset the scene and make it look like there wasn't a struggle. And that's why everything was dry. So really, those two arguments negate each other. Everyone in the community is following along. Sarah's nurse friend, Dana, has brown hair now. She still supports Ryan. The jury on the second trial, deadlocked. Seven guilty, one undecided, four not guilty. So they were still leaning towards guilt. The family speaks to the press. They said they're still going to keep fighting. Ryan's dad, this is very interesting, had been out of his life for over a decade and didn't know that there even was a Sarah, that Ryan had gotten married. And the first time he connects with his son in 13 years is through prison glass. And they reunite and the dad will completely believes in him and will help him in any way he can. That's great, actually. I don't care what the circumstances. I'm just happy that they were able to have that connection. I'm happy too, although I was a little like, it's nice that you're there for him now. We don't know what the circumstances were. It's great that he's there for him now because he needs all the help he can get. And having like a parent when he didn't have one before is really great. He also has an anonymous donor that gives $60,000 to help with legal costs. Zellner? (laughs) Was it Zellner? The community is still totally behind him. Ryan is offered a deal because the third trial will cost the state so much and there's so much Ryan support in the community. But Ryan refuses a plea deal, says he's innocent. So they're going to the trial number three. Oh, my gosh. Ten days after the. What was the plea? Sorry. Tell me the plea again. Oh, we don't know the details of it. I really want to know the details of the plea. Okay, But it says something that he's maintaining his innocence. He was found guilty once already and almost found guilty a second time. And he's still refusing a plea deal and rather go to a third trial because he says he's innocent. That says a lot to me. It does. I mean, if he had been deadlocked twice or found innocent once and then it, I, well, I guess that, that can't happen. But he was found, he was already found guilty one and a half times, basically. So the odds don't look great for a third trial, but he's still willing to take that chance and not say that he's innocent or guilty. And he's spent time in prison and knows how unpleasant it can be. Great point. Although he's mostly been out on jail. He's only been in for a few months. He's been in about the same time as Michelle Babes with coffee. So 10 days after the jury deadlocks in the second trial, a woman calls the prosecutor and says, he confessed to me. He did it. I know he did it. It's a new bombshell witness. This is one of the most bombshelliest bombshells that ever did bombshell. So this lady says she fears for her life and that Ryan threatened her. So because of that, the defense doesn't get to know who she is until the trial starts. So she gets to do a walk-in, like super dramatic, like, boom, doors open. 
enters the courtroom. And it's the bombshell. It's third trial's time. And Dennis says it promises to be a judicial groundhog day. They play the 911 call. Damp head, dry body. The neck and the head injury. But now it's the mystery witness. Dun, dun, dun. Jennifer Crew from Iowa. So Jennifer walks in the room and the defense attorney, this lady who is very put together. Yes. Uh, like I liked her. And she says, Jennifer walks in with decently good hair, normal makeup. What's that? Shade. I almost feel like it wasn't shade. I think she was expecting it to be horrible. And she was like trying to say she came in not looking like a hot mess. So maybe the jury would believe her and they don't want the jury to believe her. So she was like disappointed that she didn't come in with a hot mess. That's kind of the feeling that I got. Yeah. Was that she was a expecting something because they had never met her, seen her, anything. Right. Yeah. So it's maybe more disappointment. Yeah. Like, oh, she came in with decently good hair. Yeah. And, and not like okay makeup. blue garage door eyeshadow. You know, that's just up to the eyebrows. But the fact of the matter is, if she was wearing Thrive makeup, it would have been outstanding. Blow everyone away. No one can even look at her. She's so beautiful makeup. So we know it wasn't Thrive. Yeah, I mean, that's just facts. And facts are facts. Yeah, we are in a court of law. <laughs> this is a fact. Yeah, And in my personal court of law, mm -hmm. the ruling is Thrive Cosmetics are awesome. Mm -hmm. In case all you out there are not aware of Thrive Cosmetics or are very well aware and just need a refresher course, let me tell you why Thrive Cosmetics is completely amazing. Thrive Cosmetics are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients. Their clinically proven formulas not only highlight your best features, they actually improve your skin over time. That's partly because Thrive Cosmetics products are formulated without parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. Now, if you haven't heard of the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara by now, You've been hiding under a rock because literally it's at the top of so many people's lists. And one of those people is my mom. <laughs> I didn't know she had a list. Consistently. Is it published in the magazines? Uh, yeah, my mom's top 10 beauty list. Thrive Mascara is like number one. She steals it. Oh, yeah. She steals it consistently. Every time it comes in, she it's gone. I think I've had to buy her three backups. <laughs> because she needs a travel one, according to her. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's her favorite mascara of all time. No joke. Thrive's Liquid Lash Extension High Performance Formula is powered by flake-free tubing technology for voluminous, show-stopping lashes that won't clump, flake, or smudge. And it's a tubing mascara, which if you've not tried a tubing mascara, the formula is amazing. And the coolest thing about it, it stays put all day. And when you go to remove it, all you use is warm water and a washcloth. You don't have to get any kind of that special eye makeup remover that strips your eyelids and your eyelashes. Nope. Just pulls right off. It's amazing. I thought tubing is what people do down the river with beers. But now I'm learning something else. Tubing mascara is something completely different and very classy. <laughs> Not saying that tubing down a river isn't right. classy in its own way. No. How dare you? <laughs> this is incredible. So something else that I have been kind of hiding from my mom I've used it on her a few times, but it definitely stays in my makeup drawer, not hers, is the Brilliant Eye Brightener from Thrive Cosmetics. This multi-use pencil is incredible. Depending on the color you get, you can use it on your inner eye corner, the outer eye corner, the brow bone, cheekbones, cupid bow, like 
any place that you want your face illuminated and lit up, this pencil does the trick. And I need all the brightening I can get on my face right now as you come to a certain age. No, you have an inner glow. Nice try. Something to remember with this amazing product and all Thrive products, Thrive Cosmetics never tests on animals. They're Leaping Bunny and PETA certified as 100% vegan and cruelty free. But Thrive Cosmetics are a great company for more reasons than just having high quality, clean products. Thrive Cosmetics has a bold mission that's truly trademark bigger than beauty. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. That could be women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Thrive's commitment to supporting nonprofit partners with a donation of funds or products is truly unique and inspiring. It's a great beauty brand that goes beyond being just skin deep. I love that. Incredible. I love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. Their products are the best and their bigger than beauty mission is truly inspiring. You're going to love them as much as I do. You need to go and check them out. Visit thrivecosmetics.com slash date dateline for 15% off your first order. Mm-hmm. 15. This is an exclusive offer you can get only here. That's thrive, C-A-U-S-E, medics.com. Get it? See what they did there? Cause, medics. For a good cause. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. .com slash date dateline for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash date dateline. Because you're thriving, girl. Because why just be alive when you can thrive? Ooh, that's good. Thank you so much, Thrive. Thank you, Thrive. Check them out, guys. So this Miss Jennifer crew watched the original Dateline because this is a sequel episode, which I don't think I mentioned. So the first one was in 2009 and it's called Mystery in the Master Bathroom. And she watched that, immediately thought Ryan was being railroaded. She messages him through the free Ryan website. I don't want to call her a groupie. She turns into a groupie and she starts emailing with him. Then they start talking on the phone And what would you guess happens next? You would be right. He asks her for a photo. (laughs) And she sends him a sexy photo, but not of herself, of her friend. So basically, she is catfishing a potential murderer, to which I say, Jen, what are you doing with your life? Not even catfishing a potential murderer. If he's not a murderer... He's a grieving widower. That's true. The either end of the coin, both sides are kind of inappropriate. I like feel like it's just, a, I don't know. There's such a fine line. I understand reaching out and showing support, but the minute he's asking you to send a picture, I feel like you're kind of like, eh, this is, I know he's lonely, but this is not what I'm into. Yeah. So they start flirting. He at one point tells her he's watching porn in his mom's basement because he lives with his mom and he loves his porn. So then there was talk of her coming to visit in Ohio for a three-way. And I was like, with who? With his mom? No, Jennifer was supposed to bring a friend with her and she agreed. The friend in the picture. And then the friend in the picture was going to pretend to be her the whole time. And then the real Jennifer was going to... Pop up out of a cake and be like, surprise. No, she was going to be the threesome friend. Oh, she was going to be the friend. They were going to swap. Okay. This is my my other friend, Blennifer. 
And then Blennifer was going to be who is actually Jennifer. You see what I'm saying? This is the most complicated plot since Mary got catfished on Sister Wives. I need to watch that season. I'm very fascinated by that. Jennifer agrees to a three-way with a potential murderer slash widower who lives in his mom's basement and is facing a trial for murder. This all checks out to me. I don't know why you're freaking out. This all seems A-okay. He seems like a catch. So one night he calls Jennifer drunk. He's crying and upset. He says, I did it. I killed Sarah. It started with the fight. He said she found out that he had cheated on her. Again, they've only been married a few months. They were in the living room arguing about his porn. Then they kept arguing all the way upstairs in the bathroom. Sarah told him, I can't do this anymore. The marriage is over. And Ryan says, nobody leaves me, hits her. She hits the back of her head. And then he said he blacked out. He doesn't know what happened after that. So why did Jennifer wait until after the second trial? She said, I promised him I wouldn't tell. It's important to keep promises. Also, Ryan said, we don't want you to wind up where Sarah is, like a threat. So she didn't tell. But she thought the second jury would convict him. The first jury convicted him. Then it was overturned. Second jury, she thought was for sure was going to convict him. They were deadlocked. So she was freaking out. She saw a photo of Sarah's mom crying in the newspaper and said, I'm a mom because apparently Jennifer has children. Oh, for goodness sakes. Okay. Where are the children when you're planning all of this? So she is, she doesn't want to do that to another mom. So The defense attorney, of course, tries to discredit Jennifer on the stand and says, you have theft convictions. Weren't you addicted to Oxy for several years? And your memory can't be trusted. He says, you told the police you don't have a good memory. And she says, I don't remember that, which is a no-win situation right there. Because if they ask you and you remember. She has theft and fraud convictions, right? Fraud also. But I think it was like using different names to get more Oxy. Right. I think it all mostly had to do with the oxy. And they make a big deal about the fact that she made a mistake about what time of night the phone call was because she thought it was like three in the morning because she was sleeping when he called. But it turns out it was a lot earlier. But how much earlier? Maybe 11 at night. So like still at night. Are you sure? I think so. Okay, because that's what they were making it seem like it was like three in the afternoon. Right, exactly. It was a substantial amount earlier or like seven at night because that to me is a big difference too, because then you're like, okay, were you sleeping at that time of day because you were in some sort of a drugged stupor if this was during your addiction? And did you wake up and hallucinate something that didn't happen? Right. I'm sure that's what they're trying to prove. I'm sure that's why they were hitting that home. Yeah. But her fiance takes the stand because she had a fiance when she was planning the threesome. She had a fiance. People do what people do. I don't. This is a crazy world. What about it's important to keep promises, Jennifer? What about the promise you made to your fiance? So the fiance takes the stand and he remembers the phone call. He said she was on the phone. She came downstairs crying and saying he did it. And she was very upset. So now I'm totally don't know what to think. That one was rough. That makes me feel like she's telling the truth. Then another woman takes the stand, Melissa. Yeah. Now, Melissa, pretty blonde, looks like Sarah. Mm -hmm. She became interested in the case after seeing the dateline, the original dateline. 
She's from Seattle. She also started a phone and email relationship with Ryan because being an accused murderer on Dateline brings all the girls to the yard. He is getting ladies all over the place. Apparently. Sarah went to a supporter bowling event for like Ryan. Like, I don't know if it was a fundraiser or like all the supporters get together and go bowling. But she flew to Ohio for this bowling event. That's how much she was invested in the case. Would you? No, this is weird, but maybe. Would Jill? Yeah, Jill would. Yeah. And do you think Jill's weird? Yes. No, but you know what I mean. No, I mean, I don't mean to like, there's a difference between all of the crime stopper, internet crime solvers, armchair detectives, whatever we call them, that are actively working to try to solve a case. Okay. And there's a difference between that and fangirls. And- That's what these women seem to me is more like fangirls. Melissa makes a tribute video that documents Ryan and Sarah's love. Yeah. To me, that felt like the teenagers who make the video YouTube compilations of Angel and Buffy's relationships. You mean yourself. And it's set to Sarah McLachlan. And then I watch it and I write in the comments, I'm Team Spike. So, no, I'm too old for that. Okay. But I am Team Spike. But you know what I'm talking about is all the if you go to video compilations on YouTube, there's ones for every single show, Supernatural, right, Vampire Diaries. There's ones for every show. And people spend a lot of time on these videos. She did that to tribute this man's love with his wife. So her husband, she has a husband, supports this friendship with Ryan. So apparently she's not romantic with Ryan I don't know if that makes it better or worse. For me, almost it makes it worse. And Okay, I was surprised when they said husband. Right? And that he just watches her make these video tributes and flying to fundraisers for this guy that she's never met. And then the the phone calls. The night that Jennifer had this call where he confessed, Mm -hmm. Melissa was also on the phone with Ryan earlier, like right before. And they were apparently talking for two hours on the phone. And the husband is fine with this. This is weird to me. This is very, I'm just saying it. This is so weird to me. I'm trying really hard to not be sexist. I don't know if it's sexist. Does he have any guy friends? Why is he only talking to these blonde women who like these very specific types? They all look the same. Yeah. Well, Jennifer doesn't, but the photo she sent did. Yeah, the photo she sent did. And so it's just kind of. It's weird. It is, does feel like he's using the website to pick up ladies. I would say until we start hearing about this in the episode, I was pretty firmly convinced that he didn't do it. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm a bad person because of how much this swayed me. I know it sways me too. But if they were just friends and none of them said the thing that he confessed and he, what, there wasn't the threesome thing and all that, I would feel less like it was swaying me. If he just had a lot of lady friends, but they all said, we just talked about Sarah, how much he loves Sarah. That was it. I would be like, that's weird, but okay. I would still think it was weird. But then you throw in the threesome and the sexting and the stuff like that and the phone call saying he did it and the fiance saying, yeah, he did. It's still weird because these are all women in their 20s that sort of look like his wife. Not one of these women have said, I'm actually a life coach or I'm a grief counselor. I actually specialized in this. I reached out to him to help him. They're just girls he's talking to. They're just fans. They are fans. Kind of. And so it's not because he's a young 
okay looking person who keeps being wrongfully accused, as he says, in his grief. Women love a widow because they love that like angst, that aching, and they want to try to fill the void. No, don't say women. Do not blanket that. It's true. On Seinfeld. Some women. (laughs) That some women. But even Mank said about big Hawaiian Mike that he felt like being a widower would get him a lot of ladies rather than being a divorcee. So and even on Seinfeld, they did a whole like market research group at the cafe. And the winning story was my fiance died and the women feel sympathy. It's that what's the uh, Florence Nightingale effect? I see. I think it's terrible. You would not even go near a widower because you would feel so guilty. Yes. So anyways, she says on this two hour phone call with this random guy that she just randomly supports and flies to see, he wasn't upset or drunk that night, which is the night that Jen says she got that phone call. So she thinks Jennifer is making up the whole thing. That seems weird to me. I'm skeptical of both ladies. Let's just say that. Public opinion, though, like ours, has also shifted. And the radio guy, Bill Cunningham, says if you wanted to do a candlelight vigil for Ryan now, it could be held in a phone booth. Wow. Yeah. Good line, Bill. He thinks that he doesn't trust Ryan anymore. He feels like Ryan used the free Ryan website to pick up chicks. So he is now turned also on Ryan. So on the second day, the jury finds him guilty. Wow. This is the third trial. He breaks down crying. Ryan's dad slumps to the ground. That part got me. That was really sad. He like collapses. That was awful. It was heartbreaking. And the press is all around him. And I was just screaming, back up, back up. It was horrible. Let him breathe. He obviously is like uh, just in the throes of just sorrow. It's Mm -hmm. awful. Ryan is given 15 to life. I feel like 15 is way too short for murder, but whatever. Yeah. Is that Ohio? I don't know. It struck me too. I guess because it was not premeditated, but still. So there's a young woman in court crying and you can kind of see her on the camera as he's taken out of the courtroom. And Dennis tells us no one knew who she was. Who is this woman? She's Sarah back from the dead. I got you. Who is surprised right now? Drop your phone. Okay. It's a different Sarah. I tricked you. This is not a ghost tale. Adam, do we have any dramatic music that we can make that a little more poignant? (laughs) Or like spooky ghost music. No, I think it should be like, dun, 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 like that. The whatever, the hamster. Yes, the hamster. With the eye that's looking. She's Sarah, back from the dead. So this Sarah, hey, surprise, surprise. She looks a lot like the old Sarah. She does. He loves the blondes. She is wearing an engagement ring. She's engaged to Ryan, but there's more. She has a baby with Ryan. She got pregnant with him after the second trial. Wow. So what happened was she watched the first dateline and like women across America, she was smitten with him instantly. She sent him an email. They start talking on the phone. Does this sound familiar? Mm. And a month after they started talking, a month after, she flies to visit him in Ohio and stays with him at his mom's house. 
And at that time, they just talked about Sarah, how much he loved Sarah, how much he could never love another woman like that. And she just thought that was the sweetest thing ever. Three weeks later, she flies back to visit him for Thanksgiving. She spends Thanksgiving with him and his mom, and they become intimate. Thank you, Dennis, for not saying lovers. Yeah, thank you, Dennis. That first time, she became pregnant. And they realized this is going to look horrible. Yeah. In the media and to the courts, we have to keep this whole pregnancy and relationship a secret. So she stayed in the dark about her relationship, the engagement, and the baby because of the trial. So now that he's convicted, she is out in the open. She's She publicly supports him. She doesn't think he did it. She's raising his son. She named the son Ryan. So now there's two Sarahs and two Ryans. It's a little confusing. My God. Yeah. So then Ryan sits down with Dennis from jail. I was surprised. We were getting towards the end of this and they had told us we were going to get to hear from him. And I was like, okay. Where is he? Let's go. So Dennis is hard on him. And it was awesome. Dennis is doing that gumshoe, hard-hitting reporter, question after question after. That's like Dennis's badgering style. And it's yes. excellent. Because you you might throw them off because they're getting hit so many times, they might make a mistake. And, and he's leaning forward. It looks like they're sitting close. It's very <laughs> dramatic. And he does such a good job with it. I loved it. So he says, okay, first of all, Tell me what you see in the bathroom like you're watching a videotape recording. He's not sensitive about it at all. I feel like Dennis is like enough time has passed. Like it's a movie. We've been through it. Right. Mm -hmm. I love he says videotape recording too. Love it. Ryan says her head was underneath the water. And he's like, well, underneath? What do you mean underneath? Where was the position? Well, I don't remember how it was positioned. You don't remember? Like, was it like this? Paint us a picture. Was it like this? Or like, and Ryan's like, I just, I don't remember. And Dennis says, well, you would think it's such a shocking image that you would remember that. And he goes, well, I didn't know that afterwards I was going to have to remember that. And Dennis is like, I would think you would just remember it because it would be so shocking. And he's, Ryan's like, I I just, I don't remember exactly how it, she, it was bad. All I knew that the situation was bad. Oh, God. He cannot say exactly how she was positioned in the water. So then Dennis says, "Okay, so the EMTs are there. And what happens? And he's like, yeah, the EMTs were less there less than three minutes after I called 911. And Dennis says, well, I don't understand how she was dry. And Ryan says, I know how with this attitude. I know how like he gets all of a sudden crazy defensive. He's been kind of defensive the whole time. He was a little defensive about about the position of the body, but like he's really defensive about that. And Dennis is like, what do you mean? And he goes, I know exactly what happened. I knew the second I got taken out, the cops were there and they were all talking and I knew what happened. They had a scenario. They said it was wet. And Dennis is like, but they're lying. And he's like, yeah, they're all lying and saying it was wet to try to get me. And Dennis is like, why would they have it in for you? And Ryan's like, I, I don't know. And he goes, you know, the Dennis says the police and the EMT don't even work for the same agency. That was the best one. That was really smart. Why are they in it together? And Ryan is like, well, they do when they're being put on the stand and being told what to say and being coached. So this is where Ryan kind of gets me. If he had just said science, weird I don't know, air temperature, people dry, different temperature. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I would find that more believable than him saying there's this big conspiracy out to get this 20-something-year-old kid 
who found his wife drowned in the bathtub, who has no run-ins with the law. He didn't know anyone on the police force. And they're all lying. All of the EMTs and all of the officers. It's the biggest problem we have in this case. There's absolutely no reason for the police to come after Ryan and like go at him so hard for this crime. There's also no motive for Ryan to kill his wife. Right. So on either end, you're like, why did this crime happen? How did this happen? Well, what I would say to that is there's always things we don't know. Could there be things we don't know about Ryan's relationship with the police force? I doubt it. He has had no history of the law and didn't know anyone on the police force. Could there be something within the police force itself? Like someone's trying to get reelected, like it's a big it becomes a big deal and they see a way to make a big case. It seems incredibly far fetched, incredibly far fetched, especially that detective. Yeah, that detective did not feel like he was looking for something. I mean, he wanted to watch the Bengals game like he was called to the case. It was the EMT that first approached him that said something's not right before the detective had even gone up to the bedroom. The EMT said the body was totally dry when we got here. So why would the EMT be out to get Ryan? But then could there be something about this marriage that we don't know? That is way more likely because it happens on Datelines all the time that no one knows what's happening behind closed doors in a marriage. Here's one of the problems that I had, something that we've seen before in this. So think about Ryan taking her out of the bath, takes her out of the bath, puts her on the ground. She's nude, I'm assuming. She's not going in the bathtub in a swimsuit. Right. Was she covered when the EMTs got there? They never mentioned it, so I don't know. Because there would be another example where we should see a wet towel. Right, a wet blanket, something. Because he would dry her so his hands wouldn't slip if he's trying to put his hands between her on her chest. Yeah, and then that fabric would be wet. That fabric would be wet. Where is the... What is happening? Why is she dry? Is this bathroom some sort of portal... It's like the box the in Doctor Who. The TARDIS? Everyone's going to hate me. The TARDIS. The tar- I got you. I got it. Don't hate us. I got it. Thank you. The TARDIS in like it's the laws of nature don't apply in this bathroom for some reason. Bathrooms are usually fairly humid, especially after a running a bath, which means things stay wet. There's usually like fog on the mirror and if things just stay wetter usually in a bathroom. That's why they have fans in bathrooms. That's why you turn on the fan to like dry out the moisture so you don't get mold. It's weird. It's weird. I hate to say it, but the damp head, dry body scenario really points to his guilt more than anything else. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah. So Dennis, yeah, goes hard. What about Jennifer from Iowa? She says that you said that you did this and he said she made it up. And Dennis says, well, Sarah's mom took the stand twice and said that you guys fought a lot. And he goes, Sarah's mom is a liar. And he says it really nasty. And I'm trying not to judge him for it because he's been through three murder cases and he's in jail now. So, like, I would be angry, too. But there was something particularly nasty in the way he didn't mince words there and said that Sarah's mom is a liar. I will say that if she is lying... It would be the biggest betrayal for him because he would say, you know me well. Right. You trusted me to marry. And we'd only been married for four months. Mm -hmm. So fighting in front of the parents after only four months of marriage would be surprising. That seems very quick. It does. You would still be on good behavior. And then I would say until at least year one. 
there's something about Jennifer's story that I kind of can see happening. I can see Sarah getting mad. I don't know if he cheated. I can see her finding out about the porn and stuff and being like, we just got married. How are you using all this porn and wanting all this sex and you want to do a threesome on this website? Like, I didn't know you were like this. She's not into that sort of thing. She wants a divorce. But it's hard to believe he would snap when he's never had an anger before that we know of. That's very difficult to believe. It's, it's so weird. So he says he loves the new Sarah. He says she's a lot like the old Sarah. He doesn't say old Sarah. He says like my wife, Sarah. I love her. She's a lot like her. He says he wasn't using the website to pick up chicks. And he says he has a totally normal relationship with porn. And Dennis says, okay, so the 30 plus jurors that have found you guilty, and he says they're wrong. They're wrong. So Ryan is now trying to overturn his decision. He's fighting all the way up to the courts. He refuses to admit that he's guilty. He's fighting. In the meantime, since the first Dateline aired, his mom has passed away, and the new Sarah isn't with Ryan anymore. Good for her. But she does still think he's innocent. She still supports him. I just don't know how you know. I'm such a firm believer of you never really know anyone that like the fact that you know what happened when you weren't there and didn't know him at the time, that you believe that so strongly that you're going to have a baby with this person and get married to them. People believe what they want to believe. You're just not one of those kind of people. You're just not going to be able to see because you're just not that kind of person. But there are a lot of people. Yeah. Millions of people that just, they can do that. Yeah. And I know when you fall in love and you have blinders on or you believe what you want to see or you want to see the good in everybody. That's great. You want to see the good in everybody. Even I might do it, but I would in the back of my mind be like, but I don't really know what happened. And you don't know what she's thinking in the back of her mind. That's true. That could be very different than what she's saying on day But line. she was actively seeking him out. True. You know, I'm just watching, thinking in the back of my mind, I don't really know what happened. She actively pursued a relationship with him. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it's a lot. So that's it for this episode. But before we get to our extras, B-roll bonanza, titles, all the fun stuff. Outside information. Oh, outside information. Oh my God, I'm so excited. We do have a promo for you from our friend, podcast superhero, Mike Morford. Yay! And Abjack Entertainment, he has like, I think he has like 75 podcasts that he's on. He's a robot. When does he sleep? I don't understand. He's a podcast bot. Yeah. This show is called Zodiac Speaks. Ooh. It's about Zodiac. He and his co-host Richard Grinnell have spent thousands of hours analyzing every aspect of the Zodiac case. What I like about this show is that if you're brand new to Zodiac, you can jump right in, but if you are a hardcore and you know everything about Zodiac, you're still going to learn something new. Are you not saying Zodiac Killer for a reason? Sorry, Zodiac Killer. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Do people know? The Zodiac is a murderer, is a serial yeah, killer. Yeah, I think yeah. people know that. Don't they know that? Maybe they don't. So Zodiac Killer is a killer that no one really knows who he's ever been. Yeah. I mean, I know. And he sent letters to the newspapers with like puzzles in them, decoded things, coded things. I'm fairly certain I know who it was. Okay, good for you. A lot of people think they know because of the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. No, I'll just never tell. Okay, you know. Is it Oliver? I'll never tell. Okay, I'll never tell. So <laughs> please check out Zodiac Speaks. Also, the co-host has an accent that's kind of cool. It's like Australian. Amazing. I'm Mike Morford, and I've been researching the Zodiac case for years. Zodiac. 
just the name. It sounds sinister. It inspires fear. The fact that a serial killer would give himself this moniker is disturbing. He would go on to taunt police by sending letters and codes to newspapers for years. And the attacks, they were something else altogether. If you were a young couple in a secluded area, you could easily be a target. And it wasn't just shootings on dark lovers' lanes. Zodiac would even attack with a knife in broad daylight while wearing an executioner-style hood. After a while, Zodiac changed tactics, and even lone cab drivers weren't safe. The Zodiac Killer terrorized the San Francisco Bay Area and then vanished, but he left a lot of clues behind along the way. Clues that we're going to examine closely on the new podcast, Zodiac Speaking. New episodes of Zodiac Speaking come out every other Saturday starting March 13, 2021. Subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Ooh, that's going to be good. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited because I don't honestly know very much about the case, so I'm definitely going to be listening and learning i want to have like enough conversation about it that i can like talk about it at a dinner party if we ever do dinner parties again i'd love that let's do it b-roll bonanza do you want outside first or b-roll yeah let's do outside first the only thing i have is this case was on reasonable doubt which is an id show did you watch it no it's actually kind of an interesting show it's an old prosecutor and i think maybe a current prosecutor and they look into old cases where they're being like approached by the family or whatever, saying our son, daughter, uncle, father is wrongfully accused. Okay. So they look into the case and like see like what the jury saw and stuff like that. It seems like a really cool show. Anyways, it's called Reasonable Doubt. It's on ID Network. And I didn't get to watch it in its entirety. Basically, I know that they came to the conclusion that he was guilty. (gasps) Are you serious? I thought you were going to say wasn't. No, that he was. They thought that they had a long interview with him that I watched a chunk of it. And the guy's a pretty hard hitter. The prosecutor it was asking questions like Dennis asked questions. Yeah. And okay, first of all, the case is brought to them by Ryan's twin. What? Twin. What? Twin brother Aaron. He is a twin brother that we never saw. OMG moment. Oh, my God. Why didn't he take the stand? Does he support Ryan? Yes. He's the one that brought the case to this show. Why is he never... In all of the footage of the parents walking out of the courtroom. Maybe he was and I thought it was Ryan. He's a twin. That's crazy. Well, the twin obviously did it then. It's not the owl. I for, Screw the owl theory. It's the twin theory now. Right, exactly. So the twin brings it to them and they ask him a bunch of questions. But then when they go to interview Ryan, they do have him walk through when he went into the bathroom and found her. He said she was floating in the tub face up. No, he said down. Yes, he did. And he said down on the 911 call. And the prosecutor's like, you're telling me it was face up. And he goes, no, I know. I know I said it was down in the 911 call. No, it's up. She was facing up. She was looking up. Why won't he tell Dennis that? And instead is puttering and stuttering around the conversation. No idea. It probably because it makes him look like he's lying. He's either lying or he has told a lie to try to make him look innocent even though he's innocent, mm-hmm. but it's make by lying. It's making him look guilty, even though he might be innocent. Uh huh. So that was like the That was the huge thing. But in the court, they go with the down theory. Yes, because he says it on the 911 call. They don't want to contradict the 911 call. I don't know how heavily they looked into it. So what he's saying it now after the third trial, he's now saying she was face up in this show. He's saying face up. And that was a big problem. Sorry. And I think six minutes where I was saying six minutes at the beginning of this episode, I think it's from this show. 
Oh, they say six minutes because on Dateline, they say two and a half twice. Did we get to talk to the jurors from the third trial? No, we talked to the jurors from the second trial and they didn't say much. So the juror in the third trial, one of them said that they were watching him. Like his reaction to autopsy photos of Sarah. I've heard this. This I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Tell. And he didn't react. He didn't have any reaction. Yeah. He didn't have, which is bad. That's bad. Again, I feel like it's very, this is a very hard case because it just means that he's a psychopath. Like what happened here that not only that he would snap and kill someone, but then not have a reaction afterwards. Like he didn't like stop eating or like, do you know what I'm saying? He didn't have any of these like crazy things that happen if you have guilt from killing someone. He doesn't seem to have any of that. That's what's odd to me, too. No, I mean, the only time really we see reaction, I mean, the 911 call, I can't tell if he's really upset or not. But in the courtroom, when he gets his verdict, he seems to be upset. But that's about him. So that's not about her. I don't know. He could just be one of those dudes that's just not that emotional, you know? But then to see the autopsy photos and not even flinch, is kind Again, of this is the third trial. He's seen these autopsy photos two times before. That's true, but I would think they would never stop being upsetting. I would think you would just not look at them. Just don't look. Right. Also, though, I don't really want to take this random juror's word for it, that she's looking for something, you know? She's looking at him. It's hard to judge people's reactions. It really is. It's so much better to go on the facts, but they're just the facts are so confusing here. Well, then, and I guess what this team did on Reasonable Doubt is they had someone about Sarah's size in the tub and get out. Okay. For eight minutes and test how wet she was. So the experiment that the people did in the second trial. Yeah. And? Yeah, she's wet. She's wet after eight minutes. She was not dry with damp hair. Okay. I would like to know more about the bathroom not acoustics, but like... Me too. I would like to know the warmth in the bathroom. The warmth in the bathroom. Because remember when we went to New Orleans and I got, I fell in the Mississippi River? That story for Patreon. My clothes like would never dry. I would hang them in the hotel room for 12 hours, 24 hours. They refused to dry because the air is so wet. But how fast did your body dry? If you're in a room with a fan and you're moved to a room with a high powered ceiling fan, how fast is your body drying on the ground? Is there a ceiling fan in the bedroom? What time of year is this? I can't remember. I don't really know much about the temperature in Ohio and I know people are going to tell me. That's an excellent question. Do you have your phone? If you look up the case, it'll tell you the month. It was August. So that means the air is humid. Hot. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. And you I don't know if it's humid in Ohio, but August is notoriously humid in most places. But maybe they had the air conditioning on. Like, did they have central air on because it was so hot? I don't know. I don't know what humid is like. Oh, it's very humid in Ohio. It is humid in Ohio in August. But does that mean that they have a central AC blasting through the house? Right. That's what I was saying. But I don't know if they did have a central AC. I don't feel like they would, but I feel like they would. Yeah, I feel like they probably did. So maybe they were blasting it, but it's it's nighttime. Who knows? I it again, it depends. Like I like it frigid, so I like it really cold. Some people would just have the windows open and have natural breeze with humidity. We don't know, but I'm very fascinated by the fact that she was still wet after eight minutes and that they found him guilty. I would like to know how fast someone would dry. But I don't feel like fans or air conditioning would dry puddles 
or would dry a bath mat. It wouldn't dry puddles if you're lifting someone out of a tub on a tile floor and moving them into the bedroom. That's where there should be water. Also, the bottles not knocked over on the tub were a huge deal for me. Yeah. You'd knock those over. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. I'm so curious to know what people think. I know we've asked you this before and you guys don't really come through with your opinions. I feel like you're scared to say them on the internet. You instead comment on the little things like what Dennis said. I want to know what you think. Did he do it or did he not do it? We will be polite. What do you think? What's your percentage? I'm like 70, 30, 60, 40. Yeah, me too. Somewhere in there. Me too. Okay. I'm going to say a safe 65, 35. That's great. Split the diff. I'm right with you. I don't know. Yeah. I think he did because of all of these things. And what other, give me something else. Did the autopsy look for conditions or something that would cause her to- Yeah, there's more information. Like they said no brain injury. So I'm assuming that means no aneurysm. They said no stroke. They said no heart problem. But there are other neurological issues that maybe she could have had that weren't tested for. Absolutely. That could cause you to just suddenly die. And I would like to know that if she had narcolepsy, does that fit into that doctor that came in the first trial that talked about how you would wake yourself up if you hit water? Does that work with a condition like narcolepsy where you are sleeping at inopportune minutes anyways? I just can't believe his defense in all three trials wouldn't have pushed that harder. Agreed. Oh, no, because it's hearsay. You can't say she's got narcolepsy if she doesn't. How do you even ask the question? Well, they did have people say on the stand that she fell asleep all the time. Yeah, but they never could say, supposing she had narcolepsy, they're putting something in the jury's head that is not proven that she has. She's not been diagnosed with it. They can just say she fell asleep all the time. Yeah, they can't. They're leading the jury to make conclusions. Where is the water? Again, where is the water? I want droplets. Mm-hmm. There's not nary a droplet. Mm-mm. All right, B-roll. If the towel isn't wet, you must acquit. B-roll, loosely photos the mom. At one of the Free Ryan protests, there was a really cute dog kissing a lady's face. Free Ryan Windmer. Yeah. Lots of merch. They must spend a lot on t-shirts. Maybe they got a company to print them out for free. We see lots of people going to the stand in fast forward. It was kind of strange. Like a time lapse of people taking the stand. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I've seen that before. And then... How many shots did we get of water flowing from a faucet with different colored lights? You know, those like different colored LED lights, like your disco, like purple. And then there was blue and then there was red and it would just like flash. And then sometimes it was normal. Kimberly. Thousands of shots of water every five seconds. Disco Dennis. Disco Dennis at the bathtub. Yeah. Oh, the bathtub's a good name for their club. I'm going to the bathtub. That's not bad. So I think that the percentage of water B-roll is the same percentage as guilt to innocence. (laughs) I would say it is 65% water B-roll shots, 35% other. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that our Patreon episode that had the game, the mousetrap every five seconds, there was more B-roll of water than there was B-roll of mousetrap the game in that episode. And there was so much B-roll of the game, the mousetrap. Every time it was like the opening B-roll shot. We got to see the detective driving. I liked that in his car. He Car shots. Do you have fashion police? I had absolutely no fashion police. We saw the same pictures of Ryan and Sarah kind of over and over. She looked beautiful at her wedding. 
that's my fashion police. And they talked about how fun their wedding was and about how pretty she looked. Yeah, but they also talked about how she made all the bridesmaids wear the exact same color makeup palette. I love that. That's so great. That was a little much. I love it. (laughs) I did that. I guess I was a little much. I wanted everyone to wear red lipstick. That's not totally the same. It might be, though. Maybe I'm that person. No, you're not. You're not. The fashion police I had was the 911 dispatcher, who's this big guy who has two huge, thick hoop earrings on the stand. And I was like, good for him. Rocking that style. Be yourself. I like it. Dennis is wearing a red windbreaker and jeans outside. Yeah. It's his sporty casual look. And then we cut to him in court in jeans. I don't know if we've seen, have we seen him in jeans? I know we've seen him in khakis probably. Yes, we've definitely seen it. We've seen him in jeans. Jeans and the red windbreaker, very cute. And then in courtroom in a suit. Very nice. He looked good in that courtroom. Dennis was looking like he fit right in. He could be a prosecutor. Prosecutor, disco Dennis. No, he'd be a defense attorney. No, he'd be a prosecutor. Oh yeah, he would be. Yeah, Judge he Dennis. He's a judge. Yeah. yeah. Here come the judge. That makes sense. Now, titles. Well, Damp Head Dry Body was repeated 4,000 times. So that is our obvious go-to, but not a great title because it's not, it's a person. So it's not yeah. correct. Down the drain. Definitely. There you go. I know what that means. I like monkey business and nibbles. <laughs> I can't stop with nibbles. What about monkey business with nibbles and nibbles is the monkey? Oh, I love that. Monkey bi- It's like a talk show. It's like a reality show where they go around the country. Monkey business with nibbles. It's a public access show and you know. Yes. It. <laughs> and nibbles does not cooperate most of the time. No, he does not. He's not well trained. He cooperates 35% of the time. He throws his feces. Yeah, he gets real angry and runs off set. He does not like those lights. It's not good. (laughs) My best title is The Old Adventures of New Sarah. Oh, yeah, that's great. Thank you. That's really good. How about Windmer for the prosecution? I don't know. I was trying to do witness for the prosecution, but it didn't work because he's not the prosecution. He's against the prosecution. Right. And then my only one was I already gave it up. Defense theories to live by, colon, from owl to wet towel. I did it. That's it. I love it. Good job, titles. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check out us on social media and please tell us who you think did it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you watch this, let me know if you noticed. The one thing that I think that made Ryan look the guiltiest in his interview with Dennis, zero eye contact. None. Oh, that's interesting. None. He kept doing this. And I was watching him for when he went to the crucial parts, which was talking about the bathroom. And he would look up and look at this and then look up and then. Yeah, he was so fidgety. Yeah. Real fidgety. He also seems kind of shy. That's true. So complicated. It's very complicated. Here's what I want everyone to do. All of our listeners do the experiment. Take a bath or a shower. No, don't. Time yourself for when your body dries. And let us know the times and what state you're in. If you are, by some chance, a psychoanalyst or something like that, a therapist, could you let us know if you think he's guilty or not? And what is going on with him? How likely is it that someone of his personality type, just based on this, would snap in an instant and then not feel remorse? I mean, I'm sure it happens, but I feel like usually there's more signs before. But I could be wrong. Well, and normally there's stuff after, like I said. Yeah. Also, he's still maintaining his innocence and turned down a plea deal after two trials. Is that arrogant? I really want to know what that plea deal was. Yeah. Maybe the plea deal was bad. 
Maybe it was bad. Maybe it was you'll do 20 years. And he was like, absolutely not. I'm doing zero years. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Let us know. We're so curious to know what you think. Very curious. Consider becoming one of our Patreon members because we do really fun stuff there. We do YouTube lives and we do Drag Race and 90 Day Fiance. And we have a bonus episode up every month. And thank you. Thanks, everybody. Keep being safe. Keep wearing a mask and take care of each other. Be nice to people. Please be extra nice this week. Just for no reason at all. Yeah, just this week. Yeah. Just. It's the charge every week. Next week. Next week, you might have to be extra, extra nice. So there you go. What if it's extra mean next week? So start thinking of pranks you can play. That will never be (laughs) Just cut people (laughs) off in the supermarket line. Just flip people off in the drive-thru. That's not right. No, absolutely Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Damp head, drive body. Is there an are you there, God, it's me, Margaret, but it's about death instead of periods, because that's what I need.